Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Help Desk. My name is Peter Wells. And I'm Tess Bennett. And we've just switched off AOC's Twitch stream to record today's episode. God, she is so good at social. That was my takeaway as well. I didn't understand what was happening in the game, but I was in awe of her mastery of whatever, you know, young person platform she turns her attention to. Oh, absolutely. But let's get to the stories. And the big story today is Google versus the DOJ. Yeah, so a big development in the case to break up big tech. The Justice Department has filed a long-awaited antitrust lawsuit alleging that Google uses anti-competitive tactics to preserve a monopoly for its flagship search engine and related advertising business, illegally stifling potential competition. And it's significant because it's the biggest antitrust case since Microsoft back in 1998. And it's been a long time coming. Interestingly enough, this uh, antitrust has come from the feds and 11 different Republican-held states. Now, Democratic states have also been investigating Google for antitrust over the last year, but they haven't actually uh, revealed their findings yet, but they're expected to come any day now. Yeah, so not looking good for Google when you have both sides of the aisle uh, having uh, an issue in common in this climate. Google says the Justice Department's lawsuit alleging competitive abuses is deeply flawed and would fail to help consumers. Yeah, Google have put up a very pretty blog post explaining why they're in the right and the Justice Department is in the wrong, as you would expect. From the post, they say, we understand that with our success comes scrutiny, but we stand by our position. American antitrust law is designed to promote innovation and help consumers not tilt the playing field in favour of particular competitors or make it harder for people to get the services they want. Some of what I've read has quoted Attorney General Bill Barr saying that Google hasn't competed on the quality of its search, so it's not actually that great and innovative for consumers is, is what they're arguing, but instead they've bought their success. Fair point. Well, we'll see how that all plays out. Photoshop 21 has been announced this morning and it includes some mind-melting neural filters that allow you to adjust the light, the age, even the mood of the person in a photo. Some of this was expected as modern smartphones already have a whole bunch of lighting changes built in and of course there are third-party apps that we see all the time that allow you to see what you're going to look like in 50 years. Uh, But to see this in Photoshop and to see the absolute power uh, is pretty impressive. Now, if you go to the show notes, there is a link to a tweet where someone goes through a whole bunch of the the new features, and it it is just so impressive. Mm, it is interesting. I always wonder about how you know big picture how Photoshop is competing against Canva. Was uh, Canva seems to be picking off a lot of that um, you know low hanging fruit or those users that don't need to age someone twenty years; they just need to make a logo for the business. Uh, so it, it is interesting to see these what you can do at the upper end of the technology there. Yeah, look, to be honest, I haven't used Adobe products for a little while. Their their subscription model is a little bit expensive for for my liking, but this really is some impressive tech. And another thing that caught my eye, in Premiere, they've now got uh, automated 
transcribing of, of video. And that'll also come in handy for journalists wanting to transcribe interviews. Excellent. Always handy to cut out the transcribing work. And now to earnings. Uh, so it's earnings season in the US. Uh, Snap and Netflix have both reported earnings today. Netflix experienced explosive growth in the first quarter of the year, and it wasn't expected to match that growth this quarter uh, when lockdowns have lifted in various parts of the world and other new competitors have launched. Uh, but Netflix did fall short of those subscriber targets in the third quarter and its massive growth that it experienced during the pandemic did slow down. So its streaming service added 2.2 million paid subscribers compared with the 3.3 million that Wall Street was expecting. Yeah, I mean, it's still a lot of subscribers to, to add. One of the reasons why uh, Wall Street was so disappointed, though, is Netflix continues to spend like crazy. But this is something we see a lot in tech circles, especially. Uh, you know, Amazon for for a decade outspent uh, their their revenue, uh, but that put them into a uh, into the dominant position in e-commerce. And I think Netflix is going for the same model. They're, they really want to establish themselves as the dominant streaming platform. And one of the things that I, I find really fascinating, one of the ways they've spent a lot of money. I just love telling this story. Because a lot of people don't seem to know about it, but over in Europe, they've created this new studio that is designed to create uh, the same kind of content for a whole bunch of different languages around the world. So I think it's in Barcelona. They've got this studio where, you know, for the morning session, a bunch of French actors and French directors and writers will come into the space, shoot uh, a scene, and then they'll leave. And straight after that, a bunch of Spanish speaking writers and directors and actors will come in and shoot the exact same scene. Um, and it, so that they can create one show with, you know, basically one script, slightly tweaked for, for different markets and just uh, pump it out for all the different markets of the world or all the different languages of the world. If you want to see an example of this, they've got a show called Criminal, uh, which is their, their very first attempt at using this space. And, and it's been filmed in English and French and German, a whole bunch of other languages. Yeah, so this one is slightly different in the sense that uh, each each language has its own variation on the series, but eventually the, they want to make the exact same series. So imagine Game of Thrones in French and English and German all being filmed at the same time in the same locations. That uh, really does sound like an American technology company approach to creating content. Meanwhile, Snap's stock price shot up by more than 23% in after-hours trading after the company posted Q3 results that beat analyst estimates. So it increased uh, the number of users it has, uh, beat on revenue, and it didn't lose as much money as last year. A big takeaway here is advertisers are back. So the company said that they were pleased to see existing advertisers resume and even increase their budgets, which means they're spending more on the platform, uh, as well as new advertisers allocate spend to Snapchat's self-serve ad products. Do you still use Snapchat? Uh, I don't. My high school friends are still on there and I'm missing out on a bunch of things. Uh, but I, for me, it was one more social network that I didn't need in my life. The appeal, I guess, here uh, for advertisers is it's uh, it would be an alternative to the Facebook tax or the Instagram tax that you just have to pay because you have to be there. As long as Snap's done enough work to improve those uh, self-serve tools, that's what makes it really easier for advertisers and uh, agencies to spend money there. Yeah, it was really surprising to see uh, Snapchat do so well because I'm, I mean, obviously I'm not in their target demographic there, so I've never used the site, but 
I I thought that the big money went to Instagram and Facebook, like you said, but then I thought all the cool kids have now moved to TikTok. Yeah, I can't see TikTok as being a good thing for Snap, uh, as they and they are really only just starting to ramp up their advertising business. So that's coming off a very small base from TikTok there as they t- try to win over companies to start getting them to advertise on TikTok and you know get them to understand the platform and more young people. Well, moving on to the iPhone 12 and the reviews have started to come out from the people who were lucky enough to get the, the devices early. And it seems like everything I predicted last week is kind of true. There, there's not a huge leap between the iPhone 11 and iPhone 12 still camera. Uh, for for most well lit shots, but when it comes to uh, to the night mode, uh, everyone is saying that the night mode is absolutely phenomenal. And uh, Dita Bone over at The Verge actually says that the design is actually one of the most beautiful designs that he has seen in a very long time when it comes to iPhones, and it's and it's even a little bit smaller than last time. Uh, that's good good news for you. Well, actually, this is not the iPhone Mini that I'm waiting for. This is just the smaller iPhone 12. Ah, okay. Yeah, so now I'm torn. I don't know which version of the iPhone I want. But staying with the, the camera, like I said, the the low-light performance is incredible. The thing that we expected uh, was just how much better the video is. And, and so if you want to see the Dolby HDR and 10-bit processing in action, I've got, I've got a link in the show notes uh, to a video filmed around New York, which is just phenomenal. It's, it's incredible that this footage is coming off a phone. And what about MagSafe? Yeah, that's a bit of a bummer. Uh, so Lauren Good over at Wired and Marcus Brownlee of MKBHD on YouTube uh, both gave MagSafe a bit of a ding. Uh, they they said that its its magnets weren't anywhere near as strong as they were expecting, and they may not trust their their very expensive phone or their little wallet add-on uh, to MagSafe as it stands at the moment. So I have to ch- test it myself, but yeah, bit of a bummer. So, uh, but the screens are strong, you know. So <laughs> yeah, like I guess. Smash. It's yeah, well, <laughs> I'll, I'll let you test that one. But yeah, literally three minutes before we started recording, a courier came and dropped off my uh, brand new iPhone. So I'm really, really excited to play around with this. Uh, exciting. So I think we should take that as an opportunity for people to, if they have specific questions, to get in touch. And Peter will uh, road test them for you, road test the new phone for you. Yeah, great idea. If you've got any questions about the iPhone, feel free to hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Peter Wells. And I'm Tess Bennett. My thanks to Lauren Watson for the gorgeous artwork, and we will speak to you tomorrow. See ya. Bye. Holy shit, this is really pretty. (laughs) I have to leave that in there. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.